Well, th- if this were DreamWorks, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And to all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie converse, a movie podcast before. I was singing along with Biggie, damn it. I'm joined by yeah, Matt you've, Smith. You've never listened to a movie converse before, which is not true because half of you listen to. Uh, <laughs> HMP and they talk about shoes on that damn show. All the we time. talk about some shoes, son. You don't even know. Like, yeah, for real, people, we talk about shoes on a movie podcast that talks about, you know, superheroes and such. Yep. No one else it's does. It's an important that. thing because, uh, you know, the Flash wears the wrong size shoe or whatever. It can uh, just slip right the fuck off. It's not good wrong for materials, anybody. Burns up. And he dies. And, like, and you he know. just dies or he gets really, really bad uh, spurs on his joints. And then CW can't make no more money and they ain't going to have that. No, no, it's not going to happen. Did you see their their big news this week? They're uh, ramping up, apparently, their uh, release schedule with Netflix, the CW. Yeah, which is good. I think that'll get more eyeballs on it, more people into it. Now, did you see that Grant Gustin dropped that they're going to be doing Flashpoint for season Uh, three? I did see that. Um, I have not watched any of those shows, so cool. Well, you're fucking stupid, man, because those shows are good. Or at least I, that show's really good. I don't really doubt good. it. I have so little time, and I watch so much other mm-hmm. stuff. Preach it to the choir, baby. Preach it to I, the choir. I know. I'm just, have you watched The Americans this season? No. All right, then. Point I don't watch, I'll, I'll, to be frank, I don't watch a lot of TV, period. Yet I have TV. What? I don't, I'm a just I don't, and I watch nothing but. Walking contradiction I am. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I just get home, and I'm just like, I just don't care. I just don't want to think. I just don't want to do. It almost feels like doing something would cause me to use my mind, and I'm not down with that. Well, I mean, you've just proven it in those sentences. You got it right. Anyways, (laughs) guess what, everybody? Today we are going to be reviewing Central Intelligence, the new one from The Rock, and uh, The Tiny Little Pebble. Can't we call him that? (laughs) The Tiny Little Pebble. (laughs) That Tiny Little Pebble known as Kevin Hart. Uh, And then we're going to be talking about the sequel that no one asked for, but did we get... Um, something that was watchable, uh, Finding Dory. Uh, so the sequel to Finding Nemo. Well, what, what, we'll what's, what's the, what's the, it's gotta be like a decade, right? Uh, I don't fucking know. What uh, am I like the Pixar timekeeper over yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. You're John Lasseter Jr. Hold, hold on. Let me see. With your glasses. Look at all Lasseter. Look at all Lastery. Lastery. I did uh, see it. Uh, it is 13 years. Okay. 2003, Jeez, that fucking, fucking movie. Fucking wheeze. Man, oh man. So 13 years later, does Ellen sound any different? Hmm? Huh? Uh, well, I, I mean, she was already. She like, was already an adult woman for yeah. quite some time at that point. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, nevertheless. Had, she had had <laughs> two fairly successful television shows before that and then got a talk No, nah, man. She just known as a lady who dances <laughs> on the TV. That's all that's, she is. That's true. That she's just true. a crazy. She's just a crazy white lady that dances. Y'all know that. Y'all know <laughs> that. 
I love Adam Carolla's story though. It's just like he saw, like he was at a wedding that she was at, and it's just like you know, all this bitch does is dance on television. You get her at a wedding, not a fucking dance move out of her. She's stingy, man. She's stingy on them. She's saving moves. it for the stage. She's like, I, yeah, I, know, I ain't giving this shit away for free, son. I know that's probably what she thinks. She's just like, I dance like a fucking idiot all day long to amuse people on television. Yeah, get I off my let ass, these motherfuckers. Vine that shit for free. Ugh, do I have to be on all the time? Why do I have to be Ellen all the fucking the time? The answer is yes. You're a, you're a comedian and you have a talk show, so dance, monkey. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> So um, we're going to be reviewing Finding Dory this week is what we're essentially trying to break that down into. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I I want us to solve the big question I have about that movie is uh, right. why why is it called Finding Dory? It should be because Finding Dory's parents. Not she, to skip ahead too much, but she does. I mean, she does get lost. No, but no. Also, actually, no. I, I thought about this in the movie, and I totally forgot about it until we just like it just clicked four seconds we ago. Can, we can talk about it. Just keep it in the back of your but mind. I think I got an idea where you're going. But I, I got like I, I came up and I was just like, man, there's actually a couple of good ways you can interpret the title. So we'll talk about that. All righty. All right. Uh, anything you have? Uh, what you been well, watching? Well, before we get going, fine. You know what we have this week. That you forgot about last year. Two Messins. Oh, fuck me in the ass. We, How about we that? Have a, we have a fucking email. All right. Hold on. I got it. Hold on. I have it right here. I'll read it. Okay, good. Probably better it's you than I. It's uh, from Jacob W., who tells us, of course, that uh, <laughs> he did write last year. And I'm going to blame that fully on Adam, who checks the email. I will take, I'll take the blame. <laughs> so anyway, uh, now that I have a copy of this thing, I'm going to read it. Uh, so this is from Jacob W., or Jake, as he signs it. Uh, Hi, Adam and Matt. Your complaints about a lack of listener emails has, mo has made me motivated enough to email you guys once again. I sent you an email almost a year ago today. In the after show section of a podcast, you requested an, uh, an acronym for Rufflecopter. See previous email below. I don't have that if you want to I tag do. that, Adam. I've, I've uh, got it. <laughs> I figured it must have gotten lost as you wouldn't have wanted to alienate 50% of your listening audience <laughs> you, at the time, a.k.a. me. You son it, of a it's bitch. It's true. It was Jake <laughs> and Marty, probably. Uh, I'm only about 25% of your audience now, but I still hope you'll read this. <laughs> I really enjoy your podcast. Appreciate the time you put into it. Oh, your it hurts because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Tell a friend, Jake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> your reviews are always insightful, and it's easy to hear the enjoyment in your voices for what you do, which is why I listen every week. Keep up the uh, great work, Jake. Jake, thank you so much. And uh, Adam, do you have that previous one queued up so I, you can uh, see what his uh, Rafflecopter? I got, the, I got this. I got this. Queued that up is for a me. fuck long time ago. I remember us asking about that. Yeah, this thing's supposed to work, but it's not. I'm really disappointed. Is is it your phone or like no, your email account? To, or <laughs> I was trying to put this into the thing so I can make for a joke, but it's not working. Sons of bitches. Oh well. Well. That. Oh, oh nope. shit! Hold I on. heard something pop. Yeah, well, all right, whatever. This it, is a lot of setup if it doesn't work. Oh, it's toast now. I'm gonna just pull up the email. Okay, let's do that. I was trying to, I was trying to put it all together, but it wasn't working. <laughs> I had a really good. I had like a, I had my iPad open. I was gonna do a soundboard, and that shows you how well that should. Here's fucking work. while he while he's pulling that up, Jake uh, and and Marty, because I know you'll be listening too, and that's the two of you that that will uh, have ever okay, said okay. anything. Okay, I got to it. Us. I got it. I got it. Um, hold on one second. Let me finish this thought. Uh, why don't you guys just get like a like a friend or a sibling or like a daughter to just download the podcast onto a device and then delete it after it downloads? We don't care if they listen to it. Guys, we really want to start a, a pyramid bit. scheme is what we're trying to say. 
And if yes. they tell two friends and they two, t- they'll work under you, okay? But see, they'll this? work under you and they'll then, listen to the show after you. Then they have other people that will work under them and see each person eventually is going to become their own boss, okay? Make them all sign up for Patreon and we will cut you guys some slack like a quarter or something like that. I don't know how it'll work. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out one way or the other. Uh, okay, so this was. Yeah, this was just about a year ago. <laughs> I think to the date, actually. What's today's date? Adam, what else do you have in our email vault in there? Did we, did we win like the fucking uh, sweepstakes last year or something? Um, I, got a, I, got a, I got a Lipson bill. <laughs> well, don't let, look, don't let me in on that. <laughs> I got a Fandango confirmation. I got um, customer support from Ooh. Star Wars Marathon. I don't know what that even means. Oh, that's when I bought the ticket. When you went to see all the Star Wars movies? Yeah, that's when I bought the ticket. All right, yeah. so back to the email. Um, so this was back, yes, this was this was about a year ago. and said, uh, 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 hello, Adam and Matt, great podcast. I enjoy listening every week. I would like to uh, submit my acronym for Rafflecopter. Oh, God damn it, Mom, quit calling me. I'm trying to do a fucking podcast. What did I say? All right, uh, great podcast. I enjoy listening every week. I'd like to submit my acronym for Rafflecopter. Ruler of Fallen... Leading called Oculists, pursuing the true eternal reward. Does exactly flow off the tongue, but it's something. Keep up the good work. It does Jake. stand for things. It does stand for things. That's better than we did. I I, I don't even remember what we did. I no, we didn't come up with one. I think that was the. Oh point. yeah, that's right. Is that we and then we tell people, hey, submit. And here's what I think happened. Okay, to the best of my recollection, if it's bullshit, it's bullshit. But that's this is the story that I've come up with, and I think it's true. And you know what they say, as long as you believe the lie, it's it's the truth. Um, I think what we had done is probably recorded two episodes back to back, and then I like had the email. I was like, oh, I totally need to read that on the thing. And then here's the thing, guys. We so rarely get email. It's one of those things that it's almost like, did that happen in a dream? Uh-huh. <laughs> it kind of just disappears. And if we went a little bit, you know, if we skipped a week in there, I probably was like, just just forgot about it. And I've started starring things in all the emails that I get now, the ones that I'm going to read on programs, because I have them all in the Gmail app there. So I've like I've started doing that with the Preacher Podcast because we get a lot of emails on that show. So I'm kind of dog-eared them here with the star and everything. So I've gotten a better, I've gotten better at it. I promise. And I, like I said, I starred this one, so that's how I know it's, uh, you know, the one I should be reading. Right. So I'm gonna I'm I'm just trying to take a little bit of responsibility, okay? Appreciated. I'm that sure means, Jake appreciates it. Too, yes, the film, we've we've definitely talked about Marty, but now Jake, you're going to be part of the show. As you're well. you're the you're you're the you're you're the new Marty. Marty, get out! No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is kind of true. Adam literally does not have room in his brain for two <laughs> listeners on this show. I can't. My my, my small size brain cannot comprehend all of this <laughs> in one thing. No, 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 no. These are these are things you make up. Uh, oh my but, lord! Yeah, so, um, filmfindatgmail.com. But you know the email address. You emailed it yeah, twice. Tell, tell someone. Tell a stranger to just send us an email. <sighs> just say, yeah, have it. Have it be the rudest shit you can fucking have them say. That's what I think would be <laughs> hilarious. Just tell them. I want you to. I want you to write an email. This is great. This is an assignment. I want you to write an email. You. They don't like. They're not gonna. You know. You can sign it with whatever you want, so the person doesn't feel like we're gonna. You know. Say their name or anything. So you can sign it. You know. Joe Bob. Bob. Tom. Linda, and it'd be fine. But have them just write an email to something they don't even know. Just like write the meanest shit you can and send it to that email address, and uh, we'll read it. 
man, you're going to get it. I'm not. Ugh. I don't even know why I want this, but it seems like if I just want to see what somebody, if some, like, because what would you do? Well, I mean, you, you would you you'd hopefully write something amazing, right? I hope so. If someone gave you the opportunity, came up to you, said, "Okay, I want you to write an email." Just this, you can even say it was to a podcast just to be like that. But they just want random stuff. They just want a random email. Type them an email, but make it the meanest thing you could possibly be. Doesn't matter. They want that. Wouldn't you like love the opportunity to do that? Yeah. I would. That'd be great. Uh, it'd be good. The film find at gmail.com. All right. Let's get into what you've been watching. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, have you been watching anything, Adam? Um, I've I've only kind of caught up uh, with um, Silicon Valley uh, recently. They got one more episode uh, to the finale here. I've heard this season's been really good. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty on point. And um, gosh, it's yeah. it's really the more you know about the tech world, the funnier a lot of this shit is. I mean, it's a funny show by itself, but man, if you if you know a lot of the ins and outs of of these companies and stuff and different personalities, and it's really funny to hear like appropriate like name drops of like high profile journalists within the the mod like the actual real life world tech field and everything uh -huh. to hear some of these names is like oh I know who that is I know who that is kind of deal uh, pretty neat so it just shows you that the people that are involved with that show. Um, really know what the fuck they're talking about. So, and that, well, I mean, that's Mike, uh, Mike Judge, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's Mike Judge for you. I mean, he knows the things he goes into, office space and that, and clearly he's predicted the future with their idiocracy. So you know, I wish I wish that Mike Judge had spent like a lot more time on Extract because that movie not good. Yeah. Um. What was what was the other one that was? There was another one that was actually pretty decent. Fuck, from from Mike Judge? Yeah. Was there one that was like maybe just after that? Um, hold on, I'm gonna. Am pull I going insane? Right no, uh, I don't remember. I mean, I feel like he had. I feel like there was something. He was in R.I.P.D. No, I'm not counting that. <laughs> he was an actor in that. Um, let's see. I want to say that was the last film. Maybe it maybe and not just maybe. office space idiocracy and extract. Oh, there you go. Mm, okay. And then Silicon Valley. Okay, so maybe as okay, good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm liking what he's doing with this. That's all I'll say. Um, and I feel like I started to watch something, but I don't remember what it is right now. You just keep okay, talking. Well, I'm it look probably at sucks. So when you uh, remember it, just tell us. Oh yeah, this is what it is. And, I didn't remember it, so. And it's that fucking good. You go. Me go? You that's, go. <laughs> that's how we're doing this now? <laughs> hey, you go. Hey, you go. That's your turn now. You do it. You talk. Um, so, so I have to I have to say uh, Penny Dreadful yeah, was fucking old. awesome this season. And sadly, it's uh, also the last season. That's what I hear. Uh, which, for me, is just terrible because it is my favorite show that I watch uh, every week. Uh, I fucking love that thing. Now, and, and I do a podcast about another show, so that should tell you something. Now, here's the thing. Uh-huh. And, and see what you think about this, because I've seen people doing it not only for this show, but there was at least one other. can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, oh, uh, Agent Carter, of course. Agent Carter, Netflix, Yeah, where everybody's right? just like, hey, bro, Netflix, pick this joint up, man. Netflix will never pick it up. No? What do you think? No, I don't think that it hits their uh, targets, man. Agent Carter makes sense as a programming choice, I think. Yeah. Penny Dreadful, I don't think, makes makes sense. Uh -huh. I, I mean, look, I, I get even why Showtime 
and and it was it was produced it was co-produced actually Showtime and Sky in in uh, the UK. Um, but I, I think there's a reason, uh, and See, it's, it's I, I because did. it's kind of a niche show. It yeah. never had a very large audience, um, and it's uh, it's pricey for a show that doesn't have a lot. Like you can keep weeds going for nine seasons okay. if the viewership drops by twenty percent after the first three, uh, because that show doesn't cost anything. And by the time it got to season four, anyways, it was already done. Yeah, I mean the main <laughs> the main thread, right, was completely done, and so like then it just becomes more adventures, uh, yeah. which I was on board with personally, but I understand why a lot of people bailed on that show. But it's a cheaper show for Showtime to keep on forever, right? right uh, same with this, same but, with Californication. Those those shows don't cost anything. This show had to be the most expensive thing that Showtime was doing every fucking week. It had to be. But here's the thing. So here's what I don't understand. And maybe you can understand. You maybe you can school me on this a little bit, and maybe help other people out because I think this is interesting. Okay. So obviously, be they you know HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, what have you. Right. Uh, none of these are. These are all pay channels. You have to pay in order to get right. these. Subscribe to these channels, and the more that they think that they're worth is the more that they cho- cho- uh, charge. HBO being the top amongst them. Um, uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. So, why, why ratings? Why, why worry worry about the ratings and everything? Shouldn't they almost have the autonomy to do whatever they kind of want? I mean, well, they they do. Except, uh, like, think about all the shows that uh, HBO's canceled, right? It's not things like Enlightened. Enlightened was one of the best shows that's ever been on HBO, right? I like that show more than I like Game of Thrones. Hmm. But the reality is that it had uh, like less than a quarter of the viewership that Game of Thrones has, right? The reason that you would cancel a show on a subscription network like that uh, is is because uh, you're still wanting to grow subscribers. And if your show never reaches a certain threshold or never reaches a particular cultural moment, it's very difficult, if it's expensive, to keep it going. Uh, Enlightened, not that expensive for HBO, but it's taking up valuable time time slot, right, with other series as its lead-in. So uh, it gets rid of that. It tries other things. Um, That's the way it is. It's just it's trying to grow that subscriber base which hbo has been very successful at doing with its big big budget shows like vinyl and uh and uh game of thrones and and that sort of thing um as well as its smaller budget stuff like veep is very popular so did vinyl and, and get silicon valley did vinyl get picked up for a second because i heard every everything i've ever heard from anybody about that show said it sucked i ain't never watched it myself. i think it's up for a second season Hmm. I, I would be very. Uh, I, I haven't mean, heard a look, single positive thing on that. There's a reason, but there's a reason that um, that Penny Dreadful lasted for three seasons, right? And it's because Showtime, because it's the pay network. Um, actually, just today they canceled Vinyl. Oh, well, there you go. Just today, season two abruptly canceled. By I H- am a soothsayer. Uh, but the reason that they kept up uh, Penny Dreadful for three seasons, right? The ratings never got better. But it's it's the hope that they can, and and because they have that little bit more of leeway, because they're not relying completely on advertising. Right, like, like that had been NBC, they'd be gone in like one or less. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I mean, what once your per episode amount hits, uh, you know, millions of dollars, your uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars, you're fucking bailing, right? Yeah. Um, 
but it sucks because that show is excellent. And uh, I hope that people go and give it a chance on DVD or uh, streaming wherever it is. Uh, I believe if you have the Hulu Plus with Showtime, you can stream it on there. Um, the other thing that I've been doing, speaking of uh, these premium cable shows, is I finally started watching Game of Thrones again this uh, week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped years ago uh, in the middle of season three. Yes, that's right. I never made it to the Red Wedding. Hey, hey, I never, I, I never made it. Uh, I got a couple episodes into season two, so I mean, you know, don't feel bad. And I like, like. Here's the thing. I like the show. Me too. Uh, I just, I just also like. There's something about it that it's like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, I dig. I mean, it's been on my back burner, obviously, for almost three years at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I mean, a little over three years at this point. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, I've been chomping at the bit. Now, uh, you know, I hope to, over the next couple of weeks, catch up. Uh, and and tonight, actually, uh, which is Wednesday as we're recording this at 730, um, after we record this, Tell I'll me be your address watching, and phone number. I'll be watching... <laughs> the uh red wedding um episode so you know i'll get there all uh, i know is it, but the, it's uh, it's good episode. like i get why people like the show um it's no americans the americans is maybe the best show all around on tv it's not my favorite as i said penny dreadful was my favorite because it just scratches a particular itch that i had um but the americans is fucking amazing and if you sit down and watch Game of Thrones every week and totally ignore the Americans, shame the fuck on you. That's all I'll say on that. But Game of Thrones, very good. Third season, very good. As I remember, the first half was great. So anyway, uh, that's what I've been watching this week. I was hoping to get to the new Eli Roth produced horror film Clown, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get to that until this weekend. So. Wasn't that one that was kind of like sitting on the corner for a long ass time? Like, well, like, you know, a lot of his stuff got picked up in that. Uh, was like that the, part of that deal as well? I think it was part of some, like a similar deal. I don't think it was the same one, but because of the way that Eli Roth's been producing his movies, which is uh, like largely independently and largely using foreign uh, foreign financing a few mm-hmm. of his projects that he's produced and or directed in the past couple of years have had some problems getting distributed when they're finished now that one only sat around for like i don't know a few months uh, i think it, it, like it says it's 2014 on that thing but i remember it playing festivals last year so it's not like it was sitting around forever like green inferno was yeah but um, I, I remember hearing about this thing, and I remember hearing about the, him uh, kind of acquiring it or what have you. Yeah. And uh, so so I'm going to sit down and watch that. It's got Peter Stormare in it, which is always, like, I'll sit there and watch anything. You're going to get at least Stormare an interesting performance. So Yeah, right, right. Uh, so at least that's got a, a thing going for it. Um, but I really like Eli Roth, man. I, I you know. I'm I'm working on a big project about him. I think uh, in the back of my mind uh, for the nearish future, um, but he's like really an interesting guy in the horror genre right now. Uh, like him and Rob Zombie do things in a very similar way that I find really interesting. And I'm talking like how they go about finding financing and distribution and no from a filmmaking from a filmmaking standpoint, I definitely direct I, I def- definitely respect both of those uh, directors, um, but. What both of them, their last outings for both of them, I did not care for at all, really. Well, you didn't see Knock Knock, did you? Okay, fair enough. I didn't see that one, but I, I've heard... Well, you're talking about Green Inferno. Yeah, did. essentially yeah, Green you Inferno. Can go back and listen to that on this uh, show for all of you yeah. 
two new listeners uh, from <laughs> Preacher Pod. Uh, you can <laughs> you can find our review of uh, Green Inferno. But we did we did that one, and what was the other? Well, I talked about Knock Knock, and then uh, I talked about his produce. No, what was uh, no? I'm talking. Well, yeah. So I'm essentially I'm talking about that and Lords and of Salem. Lords of Salem, yeah. which I fucking love. Which I, I like both of those movies. But. Yeah, yeah. See, you're a different person. I hated both of those movies. Yeah, well, well maybe you know, I didn't I, hate. I don't. I don't well, I'm a hardline genre fan, and that's what those movies are really going for. And, th- and that doesn't mean that all hardline I, genre fans are going to like them, but like you have to be, I think, in order to like them, kind of hardline on that shit. Maybe, but here's the here's the problem that I have with it is that to me it's not. I don't feel like they're really. I think they're just. You know, kind of giving homage too much to what they're doing, and also at the same time not making it enough their own for my taste. It feels like you're. I mean, Eli Roth was almost in love with what he was portraying more than he was delivering a good product. Mm. Because if he would have done what he did, but done it as Eli Roth would have done it, I think he that, did. I think I think Green Inferno is him doing Cannibal Holocaust as Cabin Fever. But but it's not. It's just so because because like those movies, a lot of times, they you you're not going to get as you know crazy as he's gotten in his movies because he's he's going to that same kind of not only aesthetic but feel and everything as well. And I mm-hmm. think that I think that it it um, just retarded his process a little bit. And just didn't make it. Didn't feel like I I wouldn't watch that and go. That's a fucking Eli Roth movie. Oh, I don't know, man. There's like like several poo jokes in Green Inferno. Oh, okay. That's an Eli Roth <laughs> That's joke. true. I mean, there's one or two scenes that if I saw the scenes by themselves, I'd probably go, maybe that was Eli Roth. Yeah. But as as an entire film, I don't look at Green Inferno and like think that screams Eli Roth. It feels like Eli Roth doing a cover song of a uh, of of something other, something else, you know, some other song. Well, I mean, that's what he's doing. But but it's not, not distinguishable <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I think it's fucking good. Dial it up to 11. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. You got it at like a 7. Dial it up to 11, you know? Oh, the other thing that I watched was I watched the first episode of the um, the 60s, the thing that was on CNN. Oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, the first one was all about uh, kind of television uh, in the uh-huh. 60s and stuff. Really, really good. I can't speak for the any of the other stuff because I was just like... I, I had my fill. I was just like, oh, that was great. Let's just kind of stop here. They get uh, through like all, all the MTM shit and all that stuff? All kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, it's, it's very neat how they go through and just really give you the swath between, you know, like the introduction of color and uh, the stuff that was on TV, the subversiveness of the things that were on TV um, and how uh, comedy could really um, just kind of have something to say. And not while not actually saying it and everything, yeah. So uh, just a, a smart time, and I, I I liked it. It's pretty good. I can't. I'll, I'll enjoy seeing the other ones and stuff. I, I'd imagine they're all kind of probably on everything from politics to war to what the fuck ever. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I've heard nothing but raves from everybody about this series. So does uh, does Anthony Bourdain have a travelogue segment? <laughs> I wouldn't because be if not, it's not a good uh, CNN show. Fair enough. That he's <laughs> he's, he's probably in there somewhere. But that's it. Well, I hope so. All right. Well, let's get into it then. If I can find which page we're on. There we go. All right. Here is the trailer for our first new release of the week, Central Intelligence. Never gonna get it. 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 
Look at him. Does anything about that look normal to you? Let's rack him. Here, here, man. Well, there's no coming back from that. My man! Well, you better back up, man! Whoa, Calvin, it's me, Bob. Sorry, do I know you? Robbie Weirdick from high school. God, man, look at you. You lost like 200 pounds. What did you do? I just did one thing. I need to know. I worked out six hours a day, every day, for the last 20 years straight. And you should know one thing about me. I'm in the CIA. Are you joking with me right now? I got a plan. Might get us both killed, but if it works, it'll be a totally boss story. Cool? No. No, it's not cool. Cool. No, I said it's not cool. Three weeks ago, an enemy of the state stole the encryption keys to the entire U.S. spy satellite program. I need your super sweet accounting skills to help me figure out the last piece of this puzzle. You're like a chocolate Google. Boop, boop, okay, boop, boop. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. You were the coolest guy in school. You're my only friend, Calvin. You're the only one in this whole world that I trust. Now that you're in... I'm not in. I know, but they think you're in. But I'm not. Probably one of those perception versus reality things happening right now. I am out! Which car are we taking? Not that one. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You chose to be an international CIA spy. Because I don't like bullies. You were like Jason Bourne and George. Did you see that, Bob? I did the thing. I did the thing, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember those backflips you used to do? Let's do the flip. Oh. That was so close. All right, that was a trailer for Central Intelligence, our first new release review of the week, IMDb Plotline. After he reunites with an old-school pal though through Facebook, a mild-mannered accountant is lured into the world of international espionage. Uh, this is directed by Rawson Marshall Toomber. What a San Francisco Ger- name that Gerber. is. Gerber? Thurber, Thurber. T-H-U. Oh, my R-B-E-M. word, Mr. Smith. Uh, sorry, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Danielle, uh, Nicolette, Amy Ryan, Jason Bateman, and uh, Aaron Paul. Um, co-written by Ike. Yeah, Ike Barinholtz, man. I was just like, I thought that was interesting when I saw that. I was just like, well, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think you and I are uh, unabashed fans of The Rock. Oh yeah, he's maybe my favorite celebrity. I mean, like, I, like I like him as a as a as an, an action star, mm-hmm. but like he's also just he is so fucking fun on all social media platforms. He just he seems like a fucking nice human being, man. Yeah, and that's that's tough to do in this fucking day and age, especially when you're super rich and famous. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, could he, be a complete a fucking asshole, but this just human seems being, like the seems. most. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And and honestly, I feel the same way about most of the people who are in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, right? Like, I've never heard really bad, awful shit about Kevin Hart. Yeah, everybody I've, I've, I've never... talked to is just is a Good solid guy, stand-up right? dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same with Amy Ryan. Never heard a bad fucking thing. Yeah, she always comes to, like, like she's, she, to me, she's always like a worker, man. She uh-huh. just gets in and fucking does that shit. 
Yep. Uh, like everybody likes Jason Bateman. Who does? Yeah. If you don't like everybody Jason Bateman, likes what's Aaron wrong Paul? with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even further down, like almost in a cameo role, you know who else everybody fucking likes? And and I've never read a bad thing about mm-hmm. Thomas fucking Kretschmann. He yeah. played the buyer. Yeah, yeah. By the way. And for those of you who don't know uh, who who this guy is, uh, he is, um. Uh, one of the most famous German actors in the world. Hmm. I mean, he's been in all kinds of shit. Like, if you've seen a movie where there's been a German guy in the past 30 years, uh, you've uh, seen him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his big, like, international break was in the 93 film uh, Stalingrad, by the way. Yeah, he's 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 one of those faces, for sure. Uh-huh. That, you, that you'll, you'll go, oh, I've seen him in stuff. You might not know his name, but he's he's one of those guys, for sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's done a whole lot of shit. I mean he's he's in, uh, yeah, just kind of all over the fucking place. He's a, he's had guest spots on a ton of uh, TV shows as well. Most people in the world uh, have, if they've seen him on television, have no doubt seen him as uh, a character on The Big Bang Theory, where he like has been in one episode or some shit. Really, okay. Year, years ago, like <laughs> six years ago. Fair enough. Uh, so the same director here as uh, We're the Millers, and I, I don't think we actually reviewed that on the show by itself, like a proper review. I think you saw it and I didn't. Yeah, and I that's was, what it was because I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, it. yeah, I talked about it. What you've been watching? Um, it, it's fair. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this movie on par with that one. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh-huh. It's just there's nothing super special there. Yeah. I'll go with that. It's serviceable. I had a couple of laughs. I wasn't completely bowled away by it, but I didn't walk out of the theater going, wow, what a waste of time. Oh, you know what? I got him fucking Kretschmann, by the way, just mixed up in my head. He's not been on Big Bang Theory. He was in that fucking terrible Dracula TV show. Okay. That's what it that what seems more. That seems more apt. I was just like, I That's what I was him. thinking about was that fucking thing. Yeah. I think that camera would explode <laughs> over there at the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, who motherfucker? Get on this guy. Uh, uh, He's rugged. <laughs> on on Central Intelligence, though, mm-hmm. right? Um, there is good chemistry between them, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't feel like uh, there's much for anyone to do. And the action part of the action comedy uh, is underwhelming by a large, large portion. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's a wide margin between them, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's just like it feels like you kind of know how to put something together, but either like the director doesn't know or have like a second unit that's really kind of just killing it in that department, uh-huh. and, or maybe he thought, oh, well, I can do this myself. I mean, what's the big deal? And it's like mm, there's a reason people like in movies like this get second unit action directors that know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. This was just very underwhelming. Yeah, that's that was my biggest complaint, honestly. Like, I I feel like the story is fine, right? It could have carried a movie like this. Um, there are some very funny moments. Uh, I really like the two of them on screen together. I think The Rock is uh, really great. Um, I mean, he's acting in this movie, right? Because oh, yeah. he's playing a character who's like playing people, right? Like, like he's got schemes going on, mm-hmm. so. So he's acting one way and then acting another way, and you're not quite sure. And it's he's really good. I mean, I don't think that's a surprise. Kevin Hart, I think, is always solidly uh, funny. He's always Kevin Hart. He is always Kevin Hart. So I mean, if that I mean, love it or leave it, you know, 
it, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, if you like Kevin Hart in any way, uh, he's he is Kevin Hart. Yeah, and and you'll be in good hands. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the the action just is not there, and there there's like a couple of moments where you're like, oh, this could be a really cool action sequence coming up, and then just nothing happens, right? Like, I feel like like when <laughs> in that scene in the in the parking garage, uh, like or not in the parking garage, in that abandoned uh, like warehouse thing that they run to the first time they escape uh, Amy Ryan's character, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy on the motorcycle shows up. It starts out, there's like some really cool action stuff, right? Uh, fight with a motorcycle, for fuck's sake. And then uh, all of a sudden, Kevin Hart takes off on the motorcycle. And then instead of any other thing happening, like I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be a really cool chase scene or something. Nope. Just fucking, he goes and he stops. And then there's another scene. And that's yeah, it. it. There's it, no action. It's like, not only did we get a quarter of a fight between the rock and this guy. We didn't even get a chase scene with Kevin Hart escaping on a motorcycle, which I feel like, or drastically wrecking, whatever, anything, just something other than the nothing that filled that couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are a lot of scenes like that where it like starts and then just it peters out, right? Yeah. I mean, here's I mean, the biggest thing to me is that it's not really it's not big enough on the action to to fulfill that portion of it. And while funny at times, it's not big enough on the comedy to fill that side of it. I mean, for example, I mean, just to pick another Kevin Hart movie, um what was the uh was it Get Hard? Yeah. Yeah, the prison one there. Yeah. Uh that had way more laughs in this movie. I feel the same way, and that movie wasn't even that great. It I mean, wasn't. I think we both generally liked it. Yeah, like, yeah, from, it wasn't an amazing memory. movie, but we liked it well enough. I mean, it was funny, and it, it did what it was. It was funny was, enough. Yeah, exactly. It said, here's what I'm going to do. They did it, and you're like, oh, good. You did what you said that you were going to do. I applaud you. We walk on. Nothing, you know, to fucking throw a parade over, but it was funnier than this one. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it, it's... It's a little bit disappointing coming from two guys who've kind of been hitting it out of the park lately and everything. So I got to, I you know, I got to say ultimately maybe go down to the director on this one. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, like like I said, I I enjoyed uh, Get Hard. Uh, I even mostly enjoyed both of the Ride Along movies. Uh, I mean, they're fair enough. Can, you know, at least those get a little going. There's, I feel like those had more action stuff in them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, even, even with their weird obsessions with video games. Um, <laughs> for whatever weird at, ass. Like substituting for action scenes. <laughs> um, we got some PlayStation 3 graphics, bitch. Uh-huh. Look at us. We saved how many millions uh-huh. of dollars? Exactly. Because yeah. we're cheap. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's. I feel like this is just kind of a swing and uh, like a like a ground ball to first, right? Like it's not knocking it out of the park, but Hey, you got on base. Maybe you can score. Is that too much sports? I don't know. I how think far for, I, I was about to say, I, I'm just, I'm also at the I same. I don't even like baseball. I was, was about saying, I'm like, do you roll with? I, like, yeah, that was my uh, thought. I'm just like, does he know enough about baseball to make this work? <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I know plenty about. Baseball. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, not, just... I'm not actually a, a fan or anything, but uh, you know, fucking it's America. Baseball is a metaphor. It's like sex and, you know, it, did you uh, nail it? That kind of shit. I don't, 
This one's a, a miss. Third base. I, it's not third base. This is no boob action. <laughs> no. Maybe it's only boob action. I don't. I don't understand the sex metaphor. This is a, well. <laughs> not good at that one either. Not good. The baseball. Not good at the. Is it above? Is it above the I'm shirt? Not and I just baseball, get the wave off. Not good at sex. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I'm. It's that's being on. <laughs> that's being on second and trying to go to third and you're being waved off. So when you go for a little boob action and then it's like, oh no no no, not now. <laughs> so that's when you're getting waved off of uh, off of stealing third. Uh-huh. Um, we don't know anything about sports. Uh, I don't. I literally uh, stopped thinking about this a minute ago. I did too. But yet I was still trying to queue up the trailer. I'll be honest with you. That's what I was um, doing. I'm like, this uh, son of a bitch is not going to work, is it? I, I just don't know uh, what we're even talking about. I don't either. Here's your trailer for Finding Dory. <laughs> did you hear that? What was that? Hear what? Stan, I just I heard someone say hello. Yeah, there's a lot of fish here. Anybody, literally anybody could have just said hello. hello. There. Where am I looking? There. Oh. Hi. I'm Dory. Yeah, well, where are your parents? Hi, I've lost my family. Where did you see them last? I forgot. I was looking for something and I... Okay, totally get it. Date night. I suffer from short-term memory loss. It runs in my family. At least I think it does. Where are they? Dory, there you are! Guys! Look out! Ah! Oh, look at this! Our friend got taken into whatever this place is. It's a fish hospital. I feel fantastic! Listen! Dude. Name's Hank. I have to find my family. That's a hard one, kid. Well, I guess you're stuck here. You're not helping, Bill. I lost my family. That is so sad. You weren't there. Not a great swimmer. Our friend is in there, lost, alone. Bailey, you've got to use your echolocation. Ooh, I feel stupid. Poor babies. Let me get that for you. Woo! She should just pick two and let's go. Dad. What? I'm kidding. I get the feeling they're shushing us for a reason. Like something with one big eye, tentacles, and a snappy thing? Well, that's very specific, but something like that. Somewhere out there is my family. I can't find them on my own. Hang on, Dory! Surf's up, dude! me! I don't want to be touched. Sorry. That's okay. Everybody does it. Nothing to be ashamed of. Ah, I trust Becky. You trust Becky. Becky's eating a cup. Ah. Just keep swimming. Mom, Dad. Does this mean we have to say goodbye to Dory? I don't know why I thought I could do this. Dory, you are about to find your parents. And when you do that, you'll be home. Sea lions. They are natural predators. They could pounce at any moment. Uh, my, don't you worry. Oh, 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 get off, off the rock! Get off! You know Don't you worry about a thing. That was the trailer for Finding Dory, our last new release review of this week. I'm DB Plotline. The friendly yet forgetful blue tang fish reunites with her loved ones and everyone learns a few things about the real meaning of family along the way. Boy, oh boy, is that like from a TV guy. Isn't um, that just like uh, every Pixar movie? I, will, I was about to say, but yeah, it is pretty much. But uh, this is directed by Andrew Stanton, uh, starring, well, there's 8 billion people in this, but the big players, obviously, Ellen DeGeneres, Al- Albert Brooks, Ed O'Neill, Caitlin Olsen, uh, Ty Burrell, um, Eugene Levy, uh, Idris Elba, Dominic West. There's a shitload of people in this thing. Yeah. Um, 
I like the. They, uh, oh, go ahead. They fucking let Andrew Stanton out of uh, director jail real quick over there at Disney, didn't they? They did indeed, actually, which is kind of. Uh, I mean, he he still. I mean, look, look I don't hate John Carter. Yeah. I'm just amazed that they like gave him the reins again, very soon. Well, I mean, 2012 to 2016. I mean, yeah, but this movie's. You know, they started this shit four years ago. Probably. Well, that may be too big of a thing. But here's the thing: at that point. I just go, fuck you, look at my back work. Bugs Life, Finding Nemo, Wally. Sh- shut the fuck up, let me do this one. Well, don't throw Bugs Life at me, all right? I like Bugs Life well enough. Here's a thing uh, about Bugs Life. All right. If, if you'll uh, like, just indulge me. I friend. love that fucking caterpillar. That German caterpillar is the fucking best. It's, the problem is not characters. God damn it. That well, the problem is one character. Great. Right? Uh, Flick. Right, right? The, the, the blue one. The one is about uh-huh. central character. Yes. He uh, invents shit, right? Like rock and roll? And uh, he he makes stuff, right? He, he doesn't, like, make things that anybody wants or needs, though. Because he's a terrible fucking character. I'm just going to let that sit for a minute. I haven't seen it in years, I'll be As honest. an idea that I'm going to float out here. Um... Look, I like Andrew Stanton just fucking fine, okay? Uh, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know. I like Wally. Wally is my favorite Pixar movie. And see, it's... it's That's my favorite one. I'd, I'd put it toward more... To, not obviously the bottom, but closer towards the bottom than I would the top. I, I, I get the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I, I get what people like about it. Just doesn't do it for me. That's all. All right, but well, you know, you but know, I am, like, a, but uh, I am a huge Finding Nemo fan. I mean, I absolutely love that movie, and so I was actually looking very forward to this movie, even though, despite the fact that you know, Finding Nemo don't need no fucking sequel. Movie's over, and no. we're done, and move on. Uh, yeah, Nemo fucking found. Yeah, you found hey. him. We're we're finished. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> so we got to no, go here, to another. Here we one. are Finding Dory. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say to you, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. Not my favorite. No, I'm not surprised. It's, you know, it's all right. It's like middle of the stack for me. Fair enough, but you don't see a lot of people hating Finding Nemo. I'll say that. No, 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 no. I'm not even arguing that. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, our opinions on these things, uh, as well documented in the infamous uh, last year's duel uh, between Inside Out and uh, uh, Good Dinosaur. Oh, sweet our, baby Jesus. Our opinions don't always line up. This is true. On Pixar flicks. And this is just indicative of every other film. <laughs> yeah. So, Finding Dory, Adam. I love this damn movie. I didn't want to. I came in, like, I didn't really know anything about it, to be honest. I, I pretty much stayed away from trailers. I didn't really watch anything. I didn't really, I, I honest to God, don't know how, how I didn't get more of these in theaters, you know? Really the trailer? Kind of, yeah, really kind of surprising. I think I'd only maybe seen it once, maybe twice. I don't think they had to had to sell it, man. Yeah, I don't think they You're, did either. You just fucking put that goddamn dory up on the fucking poster. Well, they made, fucking, there's a clownfish somewhere in the corner. <laughs> well, fucking they sure as fuck did it, man. What what were they at this weekend? Like one thirty something, something like uh, that. Domestically, one one thirty eight. Jesus Christ! Hold I on, mean, I had, considering I had right the last up. week was like forty, that's jai fucking gigantic. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, worldwide gross so far, 
And and this is only uh, fifty million from foreign. But uh, as of Wednesday, mm-hmm. or which is Tuesday's numbers, right? Uh, Two hundred and twenty-eight point five. Mm-hmm. That's a shit ton. Yeah. When that gets overseas, forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. Yeah. Go I mean, like bam. I said, that's only fifty million overseas. I don't even know where it's still opening, but yeah, that's, that's not a lot. That's yeah. No, that's that's very limited over there. But man, it, oh man, it doesn't look like it's open in the UK. Yeah. Or no. Germany. Definitely not China. It is in China. It is in that's, China. Really? That's where it made the largest amount of its money internationally, $17.7 million. Huh. Hmm. But, you know, everybody's watching fucking Ninja Turtles and, and uh, shit over there. I don't know. It beats me. That's weird. And Warcraft. Yeah, you're watching that god-awful Warcraft movie. What's wrong with you, China? Get it together, for okay. Christ's sakes. So you really like this thing. I did. I really liked it. I, I Like I said, for something that was absolutely 110% unnecessary, I thought it did a great job of bringing the story together Uh and actually using a character, which I'll be quite honest, I found fucking annoying in the first mm-hmm. movie. Uh, so I was just like, oh, great, we get to spend an entire movie with this fucking awful character. Um, it did not end that way. It did not go that way. Um, I love the kind of uh, flashbacks to her as a tiny little fish and everything. Yep. And man, oh, man, this movie says a lot about stuff because they, they go through family and everything here, which is obviously, you know, highly, you know, Pluriterated throughout the uh, Pixar catalog, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that I thought that they did a really good job here was focusing on people like like disability issues and, okay. and family uh, family dynamics with that and everything. I thought that was actually, I mean, I don't know if that's something that they specifically set out to do, but that's certainly yeah, it what it comes like through, to me. Right? Well, here's something. Uh, this might be the first time you and I have agreed on a Pixar movie. Oh, how about that? This one is really fucking good. And I'm going to say, I like it more than Finding Nemo. I, I think have it's to better. See the, I'd have to see both again, I think. I I haven't watched Nemo recently, but I walked out of this one and I go, this one, I get behind. Like, I get why people would like it. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I, I think it's got some really uh, heavy emotional weight that uh, Finding Nemo necessar- like doesn't necessarily have. Um, and I feel like they, like you said, they were able to take this character who I gave zero shits about previously Mm -hmm. and frankly found annoying, right? Humorous at times, but mostly annoying. Yeah. Uh, like Jar Jar. Yeah. And like, and, and they made her likable and not only likable, but like, I like her more than the other characters at this point. Well, she becomes very a very empathetic character for sure, and I think you feel that more in this one than than you ever did with the previous. It was just more or less, and again, I think it's them focusing on you know disability and stuff like that because the first one was just like, oh, that's just kind of annoying, stupid thing that she just forgets this kind of thing. I think they probably dress it a little bit uh, in more of a mo- an emotional level, but certainly not like they did here. Uh-huh. And I think that's what also kind of really it it's the more that you know about a person or in this case a fish <laughs> that can really bring you into that person. But then again, I also think it wasn't written uh, like it was in the first movie. Uh, again, I'd have to go back and watch, but I don't feel like the character is written exactly the same or it's just seemed to be maybe a little bit more forgetful in the other one because she was always there for, you know, punches of com- comedy as opposed to well i think really in this one i don't along. think that it's not written the same right it starts i mean the first thing we see with her in the movie uh outside of her flashbacks right mm-hmm. 
is um, her remembering something. And so this is really all about like that ingrained training that she did for her memory all those years ago, finally coming back Mm -hmm. and she can remember shit because, because it's just coming bubbling back up. Right. Okay. Um, I'll get that. And, and so I feel like, like I bought it completely. I want to say, uh, who, who was your, uh, like favorite side character in this flick? I mean, I look, well, there's a lot, and that's the thing. There's a lot of fun ones. Um, there are a lot of fun ones. Um, I, I still, because I, I just think he puts on the most amazing performance. Maybe not the character per se, but God, I, I always love Albert Brooks, man. Uh-huh. His, his his Marlin character just going in there, and it is just, it's fucking, it's pure gold from that fucking dude every time, no matter what he's doing. I feel know? the same way about him and about who my favorite role is in this flick. There's a lot of good ones. What do it's, you got? It's Ed O'Neill as Hank. Oh, the yeah. octopus, the mm-hmm. septopus, right? Yeah. Uh, that character is really great, actually. But also really great performance from him, too, because it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like him. If, you, like, no. if, you're, if you're our age and everything, you watch Married with Children every fucking week. Well, and people know him now, yeah, uh, also from Modern Family. Exactly. Now, I never uh, watched that, so I don't really know what his personality is like on that program. So that's but, why I didn't mention it. But here's but. the thing. Ed O'Neill, underrated actor. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he got typecast very early on, which is why he wasn't able to do very much after uh, Married with Children went off the air. It kind of took him a, a, like a solid decade to build up a resume again. But, uh, I mean, he was, like, he was at, at a time so identified with that character that like people could not imagine him as anything else. It's tough. I'm going to say this. I just thought of this. I'm like, I'm looking at a picture of him and everything. I'm like, Tarantino put this guy in a fucking movie, man. I think he could, because I think he's a good enough actor to pull it off. And that could be somebody that's, you know, kind of help him stretch those wings a little bit when well, I, you know, most, a lot of other people probably wouldn't let him kind of do that kind of role. Well, you know, um, Ed O'Neill uh, was in a reboot in the uh, kind of mid two thousands, early two thousands, of Dragnet on uh, NBC rem- that Dick Wolf was producing. Vaguely, vaguely remember that. Yeah. And uh, he he played uh, you know um, uh, the uh, fuck Jack Webb character, right? Right. And um, he was fucking fantastic. But then that first season didn't do so hot, so they completely retooled the show. Right. So it was him. And uh, what's his what's his fucking name from uh, that uh, can't hardly wait? Uh, Ethan Embry. OK, Does that sound right. Ethan yeah, Embry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was him and Ethan Embry. Um, hmm. And that show was really great, but it didn't do so well. So they retooled it. And then the next show, the next season came in. It was like more of a like uh, squad based police show and less of a detective police show. Um, and it, it got fucking canceled. Right. Um, you but mean that, it didn't role, save the network? Yeah, that role for me is like really when Ed O'Neill like finally broke out of his like Al Bundy curse, yeah. if if you want to call it a curse. I'm not going to because he fucking made a shit say, ton of money playing Al Bundy. Probably for a raked in pretty well with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, by the by the time that series ended, Ed O'Neill was um, uh, like he was basically writing the character of Al Bundy in the writers' room. Like he he was pitching plots, he was directing episodes, all that shit. Yeah, I mean he ran that fucking show almost at a certain point. 
Good for you. Uh, anyway, anyway, so fucking Hank, uh, the, the uh, septopus, I, I think is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And and those fucking things are real. There are mimic uh, octopi in the world that you can not see up against shit. It's pretty fucking crazy. Especially when it's plaid. <laughs> Indeed. Especially when it's plaid. But uh, yeah, I liked everything. I liked uh, I, I liked the whole seagulls or uh, seagulls, <laughs> not the seagulls. Fucking uh, manatee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Itter Selber there. Uh, good stuff. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know what else. I mean, it's tough to really kind of go plot by plot. I will say this though, even the that the end kind of brings towards because for the most part, outside of obviously being animated. Um, it feels like they kind of try to keep a lot of realness and stuff, and then by the third act, the realness kind of goes out the window, but you don't really mind. No, I don't care. When you were you were you thinking sea lion? Sea lion. I couldn't think. So, of, I'm so just you know like the, the big brown things. Right? It's fucking Dominic West, <laughs> right? right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's the wire. You know, I didn't even put the thing. Wow, that's just me being just dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> that I didn't even put two and two together on that. Idris Elba and Dominic West, man, reunited. Just sitting there on that fucking rock. Just screaming at, at what was it, the other one's name? Eddie, wasn't it? Uh yeah. I or, think, no, you know, Rudder. I, Fluke and Rudder. That's no, what no, they're no, listening to. No, but they're is. screaming at Eddie, the other the, Oh yes, that's the, the other one that doesn't have a yes. That's the kind of insane the <laughs> this insane idiot guy who looks utterly fucking frightening. <laughs> just uh-huh. that dead eye fucking stare just into you. Did you stay all through the credits? Uh no, not through the end. Yeah, they had a po- they had a post thing with them at the end. It was really good. Okay, right on. So, well, uh, I'll, I'll check it later. Keep an eye out for that, people. So stay stay to the end. It's Do you like think we're going to get a Fluke and Rudder uh, and Eddie spinoff? Mm, well, th- if this were DreamWorks, I would say yes. <laughs> if this were DreamWorks, you know that would be just, a I think you just highlighted a, uh, a major difference between the studios. Yeah, because if this was DreamWorks, they would have a fucking movie coming out next year. I yeah. shit you not. They'd have looked at that and go, oh my god, this is genius. These guys would, need an hour and a half. And it would not even be called anything clever. It would literally just say, uh, Finding Nemo colon presents sea lions <laughs> god almighty you know that's true like madagascar penguins yeah or penguins of madagascar i guess is what they yeah. were called but still equally shitty just something pretty pretty bad though i kind of like that movie that movie yeah well, i did too i'm not shitting on it i'm shitting on the bit like the, 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 the business, business end of what they do which is 110 <laughs> percent. i'm just like oh well that's of course what they would do but uh, yeah, man, good good movie. Uh, I, I I saw it in 3D. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I bet it was gorgeous in 3D. I did not. That was one of the things I was just like, oh, because the first one came out before the big 3D uh, craze that we're currently in, and uh-huh. so I was just like, hey, I'm definitely gonna plunk down some money to see this in 3D, and uh, definitely glad that I did. Um, all right, well that's it for this week. Uh, next week, oh my gosh, could it be bigger, Matt? I don't know that it could. It's a fucking massive week, bro. I mean, you know, if if it's one movie, fine. Two movies, sure. Three movies, fine. But when there's like 78 that come out, it starts to get to a point where you're like, come on, dude, for real? We have we have four wide releases coming up this week. And we may see more. Who knows? I'm planning on it. I mean, we definitely know I'm going to watch Clown, which is not one of the four major releases. No, but we got Independence Day, Resurgence, Free State uh-huh. of Jones, The Shallows, and I believe, what was the other one that we're going to go the see? The Neon Demon is the opening wide, Demon, believe yeah. it or not. So we'll see that. I might catch there's a Brian De Palma documentary that's playing. I might see that. I'm a big Brian De Palma fan myself. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so we're going to try to get in as much stuff as we can. So, you know, we never stop stopping over here. Yes, we mm-hmm. we never stop never stopping. Indeed. Um, until then, Mac, where can we find more of your stuff on the, what's it called? Internet? What is this? Is this a newfangled internet thing? I don't know. Oh, uh, yes. Tell us the about tubes this. tubes that connect us. Oh, very nice. They're like the umbilical cord to our electronic devices. To our electronic bottoms. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> up our asses. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And uh, give us a listen over on the Preacher Podcast uh, because we're having a lot of fun over there. I hope you guys are watching and listening along with us. And uh, coming up soon, uh, within the next couple of months, I think the target date has now shifted to August so that I can uh, get more lead time on some recordings. Um, I'm going to have an announcement about a new show that I'll be doing. Well, Mr. Fancy Pants. And, of course, our other podcast, Preacher Podcast, PreacherPodcast.com. Uh, we just put out the Word of Garth episode as we're recording this. So uh, for episode three, so we got all that kind of fun stuff. So that one's you really on good, there by the way. And do some of that shit because let me let me tell you something, kids. Let me tell you something. It's good. I'm so proud of that show. I mean, we've been doing this show, and I love it, and I love doing it. And uh, like this show, I'm very proud of as well because I feel like we put ourselves into it every fucking week. But that show. At least is, people are listening. It, but, I, but, but I also feel like it, like we've hit a, a level of uh, conversation and theorizing and discussion over there that like is really uh, like firing on all cylinders. And honestly, let's be, I mean, and I, I like I said, everyone knows this about me. I hate myself so very much. So when I say we're doing shit that other shows aren't doing, we fucking are, man. We just are. Oh, for sure. So that's that. And, of course, uh, all those other things. We'll be back here next week for more fun and entertainments. Until then, from Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. We'll see you next time, guys.
Matt, I think this is the time where you can be honest with everybody uh-huh. and, and let them know that you hate the Toy Story movies. Just let it out. You've been wanting to do it for all this time. <laughs> you you are the you're a monster. We all know I'm that. A, I'm a, a heartless, uh, emotionless monster. And you you and you hate the movies that the entire fucking planet loves. Atone for your sins. <laughs> uh huh. That's not true. Yeah, right? you I, don't. I, I you fucking don't. hate all three of them. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. No, I fucking like. The Toy Story movies. What are you talking about? Okay, good. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure that I know. don't, I don't know how mine would go. Like the top, uh, real. I mean, Wally is definitely the top for me. It is number one. Uh, but like immediately below that, uh, like I probably would fluctuate between. Shit, I don't know. Like uh, the Incredibles is probably up there in the top three or four. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, for sure. Top uh, five for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I really liked Brave a whole lot, so that's probably up there. I know it's not most people's favorite, but I really just fucking like that movie a whole lot. Yeah, no, fair enough. I've never seen it myself. And, uh, you know, probably after that, uh, shit, I don't know. It's probably between, like, uh, Toy Story and Up or something uh, to, like, round out the top five there. Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm one of those people where, like, for me, I love, 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 love the first, you know, 20 minutes of Up. After that, eh, maybe not so much. And I love, like, the last four minutes. Well, the stuff in between, I don't care. Here's the other thing, too, like, uh, that I think, I just like something about the adventure aspects of those movies, right? So, like, uh, one of the reasons I really loved Good Dinosaur is because it's a solid enough adventure movie. And, uh, like, that's apparently what most people hated about it. Uh, and, uh, and ups the same way, right? Like at a certain point, it just turns into an adventure flick. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I like that about that shit too, man. And I, and that's part of why I like brave to be perfectly honest. I just find that stuff, uh, more interesting to watch personally than, uh, like a fucking another, uh, straight up buddy movie, which is what every other movie of theirs is. Okay. You know what I mean? No, I get it. Like like every other movie outside of those, and and even Up has elements of it, and Good Dinosaur has elements, but like this, like all the Toy Story movies, Bugs Life, um, just all that shit, right? Uh, is is basically like they're buddy movies. Hey man, if you got a formula <laughs> and it works, oh, I'm I'm not saying they don't work. You I'm don't go make why, new why Coke. Per- that's those are the ones that I find less compelling. Is all I'm saying. To, to me, myself, personally. I don't think that... Pixar has never made a bad movie. That's my opinion on that. You see what I'm saying? No, I get it. I'm just trying to... Much much like you, they, uh, have, made, outright they bad. have made movies that I have not liked as much as others. Yeah, outright bad, I probably not outright bad. Um, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that much. I don't think they've got an outright bad movie. They've got they've got varying degrees. I will definitely is, is, admit as much as that. Yeah, but see, like you would you would put like Good Dinosaur probably in a bad category. Yeah, it'd be down there. It'd be down there with like that and probably like but, you know the Cars movies and stuff. But I'm I'm completely the opposite with that one, right? Like, yeah, I th- I'm with you. I think like Cars, right? Cars and Cars 2, those are probably the, the ones that they made that I would even begin to categorize as actually bad. And no, and even those, like, you know. And, but they're also, they're just not, ba- they're well-made, 
some of them uh, are humorous, right? Like uh, there, there are jokes that land. They're well, uh, I feel like they're well conceived movies. I just fucking don't like them. Yeah. No, I'll agree with that. They don't work for me, you know? Um, and that's what I mean is like, I don't think they made a bad movie. No, I, I think, I, yeah, I can get on, I can get on board with that. Even though, yeah. I, yeah, even though there's things like Good Dinosaur, I don't love by any means. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's a bad movie. I just don't know that it's a movie that would appeal to a ton of people. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think you're right, right? Uh, I don't think that it does appeal to a ton of people. But I feel like the ones that it does appeal to, work. it works really well. Yeah, I mean, the, well, there's there's bad stuff Where, all around. Whereas Cars, way. like, is clearly designed and does appeal to fucking everyone for some reason, and that shit just does not work for me at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. It's, yeah, it's, it's of the lesser for sure. And I'm not even one of those... Like, I'm not even one of those who's, like, really stoked about... I'm not a Rat Tattooey fan. I mean, I like it well enough. Don't get me wrong. It's one yeah, of, I like it, too. It's in the upper half for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd put it I'd put it probably squarely at least in the middle or upper middle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not, not like... But there's so many people that are just fucking... Oh, when that movie came out, they were just fucking bowled away by it. And I was just like, I mean, it's good. Don't get me well, wrong. Well, yeah, because but, we're, like, we're Americans. We like food. And that movie's about food. I mean, I guess, but everybody can make their own food. But it's also it's about it is about like eating, man, and the experience of eating, and like how wonderful food is. So of course, a bunch of fat fucking Americans are going to like that thing. So just to to end it all out, um, uh huh. I want to tell which Texas Chainsaw is your favorite? No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> None of them. That's the best oh. joke of all. I hate that series. You're um, full of shit. I, well, a lot of people would say that, but I hate all of them. I, ju- I just do. I don't care. Remakes, what have you. I just don't give a fuck. I really don't. Uh, but mm-hmm. two. Well, let's move off of this candle. I, I will say this, though. Two is at least fun enough to have like just a silly fuck time with. It's still a bad movie, but at least you have fun enough with the ridiculousness that that movie is. I'll say Anyway, that. what were you going to say about Pixar? Oh. <laughs> Before I go on for another 40 You minutes. guys go on, and um, I want to close the, 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 uh, the Ratatouille portion up. With uh, just you guys, I, I don't have it queued up or anything. I'll put it on after this of Pat Oswald's bit about uh, <laughs> seeing a child dressed as Ratatouille at his house on Halloween. Yeah, that's where the Uncle Feely's naked puzzle yes, basement joke comes it, from. It is indeed. So, uh, it's a funny fucking joke. So, I'm going to tack that on to the end of this. Until then, we'll see you next week, guys. Ratatouille fucked up Halloween for me. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Go way over the top, decorate the house. I have. All my friends come over, and we drink scotch, and we smoke weed, and we watch old monster movies, and then the kids come by, and we jump out, we go, boo, and we make it really fun. I love Halloween. But a couple months before Halloween, some friends of mine sent me pictures of their kids, and they were dressed as my character from Ratatouille. Remy the Rat was a little Halloween costume, so... Now, no, no, because now I'm tense and I can't enjoy the high or the scotch because I'm so afraid that some kid's going to come to the door as Remy and just out of enthusiasm, I'm going to go, you're inside of me right now. (laughs) Do you know that? How about that? You're walking the night in my skin. How does that feel? That is very well-meaning. 
And that is like a step away from, does this washcloth smell like chloroform to you? What do you think? <laughs> Doesn't it smell like chloroform? <laughs> Take you down to Uncle Touchy's naked puzzle basement. <laughs> Uncle Touchy's naked puzzle basement. You won't wear a shirt and you'll cry. I sent those lyrics to Bob Seeger. He has never answered any. He'd be perfect. <laughs> 